So, thank you for joining the Chaos Cast. We're glad you came. We hope you check out our sponsors. We hope you check out our website. And we hope you join our email subscription list. And we hope you leave a good review and hit that follow button, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell. And thank you for helping us with the show. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good one. We also hope that you will join us by uh, in supporting the Chaos Cast by leaving us a review if you're listening to one of our podcasts hitting the follow button and sharing that podcast out to your friends also go check out our daily content that we share on all of our uh, social media platforms on tiktok instagram facebook youtube clapper and snapchat and twitter we're on all those we're uploading fairly regularly so go check those out and give us a give us a follow on whatever platform you use and hit that notification bell so you'll get notifications when the new content's uploading. So we thank you, my friends, for coming to listen to Chaos Cast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Chaos Cast. We are glad to have you here. Uh, we have cranked up the Chaos Cast podcast. We've been going for a few minutes on our live stream background uh, backstage edition, and we're glad to have you here. We've got a lot of news to cover today. Um, I mean, everybody's kind of looking at this dam being destroyed. We're going to read that into that story. There's a lot of other things going on in the country. Um, yeah, Chris Christie's going to try to run for Republican nominee. Uh, he's got, got all these different candidates. Um, Vision Pro, Apple's new augmented reality headset. I've heard a lot about augmented reality, and that may be our solution to, uh, to um, you know, what we, we've been seeing in, in factories and mining and, and tradesman industries. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of loss in knowledge as the older generation retires, and there's fewer and fewer people that actually know those few little things that they learned way back when. So uh, we had a guy come into one of our shows. You can actually go listen to that on uh, on recap on the Chaos Cast uh, on Spotify, wherever you know. We'll have the link in the description. But yeah, he um, he talked about um, he talked about having augmented reality. Um, goggles and putting cameras and GoPros on workers like some young dude that's just starting out and the actual boss could hey Rick Shea we got Rick Shea in the house but the boss could actually look through and kind of guide them through in their training and they kind of get that on the job training so that's that's interesting and if you've ever played with an Oculus and went into their 3D set and that's some augmented reality boy that junk will throw you off um, we, we, I was under the, I was in the ocean man and and my buddy Drew, he's like, check this out. And when you look this way and that, you see what the heck they're talking about. It's insane. Uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse almost had huge live action sequences. That would have been cool. I did see a few live action things on there. Man, I love that movie. That movie was awesome. Um, I like it. That right there was, uh, and they ended it on a uh, to be continued. So if you're looking for stuff that's good for you, you know, you and the kids go watch it. I'd highly suggest that. Uh, me and the boys went and watched it. Um, Tim Scott reacts to notably bearless view pushes 
push us back on lines. Well, I'm going to say this. Any any show without Joy Behar is is a good show. So, uh, yeah, glad to see her go. I just don't like her. She's raunchy. It's just a raunchy feel when you watch her. Um, a Florida school restricted access to Amanda Gorman's poem but didn't ban it. Hmm. All right, so uh, we're going to go into our first story uh, of the day. Uh, we're going we're gonna to look at the uh, Saudi Arabia is slashing oil supply. And we're, coming, we're looking at an AP article right here. It says it could mean higher gas prices for yesterday. What, what, what wouldn't mean higher gas prices at this point right now? We're all just kind of struggling right now. Um, the... Um, got a picture of it i think it's eli page uh now showing off them shoulders he uh he is fully transitioned to man now uh coming from frankfurt germany and the story reads this saudi arabia will reduce how much oil it sends to the global economy taking a unilateral step to prop up the sagging price of crude after two previous cuts to supply by major producing countries in the opec plus alliance failed to push oil higher. The Saudi cut of 1 million barrels per day to start in July comes as the other OPEC Plus producers agreed in a meeting in Vienna to extend earlier production cuts through next year. Calling the reduction a lollipop, Saudi Energy Minister Abdulaziz Ben Salman said at a news conference that we wanted to ice the cake. He said the cut could be extended and that the group will do whatever is necessary to bring stability to this market. The new cut would likely push oil prices in the short term, but the impact after that would depend on whether Saudi Arabia decides to extend it, said George Dion, Senior Vice President of Oil Markets Research. So I don't understand how that's an unstable market. You know, you're paying three dollars. We're paying three twenty at the at the tank right now at the pump right now to fill the tank up. Three twenty a gallon. Um, we're seeing uh, probably higher prices across the country. It, it, it's it's insane that 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 right there is um, an unstable market. I mean, they're making a lot of money now. There are a lot of people that are talking about. They are highly invested in EVs, which is a terrible, which is a, it is a completely terrible um, replacement for oil. It is more pollutant. It is not renewable. The, the, the damage that they do to the environment just to make the batteries for EVs. I mean, have you seen a lithium mine? Have you seen these rare earth mineral mines, how they strip? I mean, it's worse than coal. I mean, I, I'm a miner. I'm a miner. Trust me. Our mine is—it's a lime quarry. You would not know that quarry was there if we didn't have the surface mill running it there, because we go underground for miles with trucks. We drive our trucks underground um, and we load them up. And so with rare earth minerals, when you see this over in other countries or you see it in their own, it's basically um, they're mining and they're just strip mining a whole area to get these minerals out. So, yeah, don't tell me these are renewable resources. And I mean, don't tell me, I mean, you are still using a, a finite resource on earth and 
that battery will it will it will it will know it will it will have a shelf life it will uh, it will not be renewable you'll have to make new batteries uh, so instead of um, polluting and destroying our earth <laughs> more uh, over over a, a few you know decades you're gonna uh, all at once when you go to buy that battery your car your carbon footprint is shooting through the roof D don't tell me and and the the mining it takes to get it uh, versus uh, getting oil out of the ground they're still using fossil fuels to mine these rare earth minerals people and then they're also using fossil fuels to run the electric plants that are charging these and we have seen we we do have a state a governmental state that is highly invested in geothermal and um and, and what they call renewable solar energy okay and Again, you have to have rare, these rare earth minerals to make solar panels. You, again, uh, they don't have enough. Mm, you're not getting as much bang for your buck. It, they don't have the, the um, they, they do not produce the, the push on the grid to push all that energy on the grid. So, um, India is highly invested in renewable, uh, what they call renewable energies like solar panel and geothermal. And um, the solar panel, I mean, they, they have rolling blackouts all the time. We're starting to see that in California, places that have implemented it more, especially when there's hard freezes coming along, like we've seen in Texas. Um, uh, those wind generators, the solar panels, that, that just wasn't working. It's not where they want to tell you it is. Wind generation and solar power is not what they push you're still when you're using evs you are using um you are using fossil fuels you are creating a bigger carbon footprint if you don't realize that you know that now go study into it just like when you put your plastic into the receptacles yeah you're not really recycling that gets dumped in the ocean by the countries that we shop our recycling out to to get a cheaper price because they don't recycle that here in america um it's it's to the point the UN's even saying, hey, we need to uh, we need to just incinerate this stuff for energy. Yeah, so there you go. How you doing, uh, Mama Bear? Good to see you coming in. We got Pappy in here. Good to see you in here. The HFWT podcast. Glad to have you in here. Uh, it's good to see you in here. We got thirty eight people on Clapper. We have two people on YouTube. We have twelve right now on TikTok, and we got one in here. We got my brother Chris Abel's over here on Facebook. Good to see y'all all. Um, but yeah, um, it's just insane the things that they push, the narratives. What it is, is it's control in the end. It's control that they want. And I have a watch battery in my pocket. And I have no clue where it came from. That's what that's insane. But um, yeah, just pulled that out when I was reaching in. I felt it through my pocket. Um, blessed Angel, good to see you in here. Good to have you in here. But yeah, um, the, the big push here with this Saudi... Um, the, the Saudi oil production cut. Now, I, I heard uh, a guy at work talking about it. Now that you can't ever go completely by it. So they're going to cut it in. You know, they're they're going to cut it by a million barrels. It's going to double in price. Um, you know, within a few months. And if it does, do you understand what that's going to do to food? Do you understand what that's going to do to the job market? Do you understand what's going to happen? Do you understand the inflation? The inflationary. That we're at a point. We're in free fall inflation right now. 
we're in free fall inflation, you know, just unmitigated. Uh, they're not able to, to stop it at this point. Uh, the tech industry is laying off at exponential rates. Um, and, and we actually have a story about that. Um, California, now this is PBS NewsHour. So California's Governor Newsom says state's budget deficit has grown to nearly $32 billion. That means they're in the red by $32 billion. And, and, and what do we attribute this to? Uh, a lot of people are attributing it to what they are calling a modern day new migration. You have a lot of people leaving the larger cities, going out into the country. You have a lot of people that are migrating away from places like California and New York. And New York has announced a budget deficit. California is announcing a budget deficit. I believe California's budget deficit is larger than the one that we're seeing in New York. Um, let's see, uh, Canada is on fire. Uh, Mama Bear is from Canada. She's one of our friends for from Canada. It's good, good. Yeah, Canada is on fire. I got a lot of good friends up in Canada. Yeah. My, uh, our, our, actually, our uh, safety manager at work at the mine. He is, uh, he is a, a Canadian native that my, he, uh, he immigrated to New York and now he's in Alabama. He fits in real good. He's, he's, he's a redneck. Yeah, there's a lot of rednecks all over the world. But um, California's budget deficit has grown to nearly $32 billion, Governor Gavin Newsom announced Friday, saying the state's challenges are partly due to high inflation and a decision to let most people delay filing their taxes because of a series of winter storms. That's about $10 billion more than Newsom predicted in January when he offered this first budget proposal. The deficit is part of Newsom's overall proposal for a $306 billion budget, by far the largest state budget in the nation. California is one of the only states to have a shortfall this year. Uh, yeah, that's mostly because of its progressive tax code uh, relies on wealthy taxpayers whose income is closely tied to the performance of the stock market. In January, Newsom proposed a number of ideas to cover the deficit, including about $9.6 billion in spending cuts that hit some of the state's ambitious climate programs and other policy areas. His latest proposal includes roughly another $1 billion in spending reductions. Some of that comes from clawing back unspent money in various programs, including these those designed to provide tax refunds and help people with their utility bills. He's making up the rest of the deficit by shifting expenses, taking some money from the state's safety, uh, next reserve and borrowing. And one of the things that was brought up is that, you know, the tech industry, they rely heavily on the uh, tech employees for revenue. And um, one of the things that you realize there is, is, is all of these uh, social media companies have began to cut jobs. It began when Elon Musk took over Twitter, um, and he is—he's just cut—he cut employees left and right. Um, and, and I'm on Twitter, so you can go follow us S29 KSP over there. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Twitter, and one of the things you realize on Twitter is—is—is is, is still running the the same, except you have a little more uh, freedom. You don't have as much uh, policing of of ideas like you did before. They have actually got rid of the pedophiles that were allowed to be on there. So that's a good thing. But they realized, hey, we can we can cut some of these people out and still do well and people will still use our platforms. And so you send a lot of tech companies and, and I'm gonna say this, AI is going to decimate the collegiate field of employment. Uh, right now, 
ChatGPT, they're, they're, they're calling for a halt right now because they know what it's fixing to do. It, it's going to hurt the, the upper middle class and the lower upper class very severely um, because ChatGPT4 passed the bar exam. There are numerous individuals that are using it for legal, uh, legal issues. You will also see uh, more and more people as they come into creating new businesses, more and more young folks, you're going to see them using ChatGPT4 for their legal issues instead of the local lawyers or the law firms, uh, big law firms in cities. Why? Because they can't afford those guys. But, you know, you can afford 20 or $30 a month. You can afford $40 a month. And, and you're with ChatGPT, I use it for... Um, for certain blog articles i have a person that that does my articles that one of my editors for my blog articles and he he i, I get him to use chat gpt for certain aspects in our article creation and also uh graphic artists you know you're gonna have issues with that you're also seeing the writer strike in california right now uh in hollywood you're seeing um they're not making as much as they thought they would in, when it came to streaming they're demanding more money so you're having a writer strike you're that's one of the reasons you're not going to see as many shows coming in the coming months because it takes a while to get these things made and you have people on strike uh thank you for the follow greg uh i see nowhere ranch ai will decimate all marketing and web jobs exactly yeah um the tech industry's worked itself out of a job exactly that's what nowhere ranch was saying um hey gorgeous good to see you girl um Right now, there are fires in Canada right now. So HFWT says we're getting haze all over Missouri from the Canadian fire. So folks, be careful out there where those fires are raging. If you got a neighbor that needs help, be, be mindful and give them help. And uh, those of you down there in uh, Missouri, be careful with the air you're breathing. Uh, HFWT podcast is letting us know that. But yeah, um, we, we're, seeing, we're seeing this weird dynamic. They told us AI was going to put the factory workers out of commission. And it may very well, but a lot of people are realizing, you know, Neuralink and um, and um, AI are not far enough along yet with robotic technology to where companies would fully ad- adapt, you know, accept it, because they can just use autom- augmented reality um, to send some, you know, young dude out here to do a job, somebody kind of watching over him. But as all this progresses, we will see more and more um, what I what I call um, artificial intelligence or robotic domination of the industries, and that you know I've never been an advocate for communism and you know in most forms, but when it comes to that, when it comes to that, when all when, when I mean to keep the economy going, you would have to have some form of uh, of basic income because nobody would be able to get a job. You just slap a robot out there in the field to grow the food. But then at the same time, you, you wouldn't have an economy. You'd have to have something. People, but then too, you just have a bunch of people sitting around, you know, <laughs> eating, sleeping, and and uh, doing whatever. But um, uh, let's see here. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird dynamic. I mean, you'd have to have something happen there when there were no jobs because all the artificial intelligence but i believe we're going to see the collegiate class is going to be decimated uh in the workforce i mean when you have you know ai uh going or 
whatnot. I mean, you, you're going to have, I mean, even in supervision, you think about it at work. They got cameras everywhere. How long before they get rid of that? On, on, they have just maybe one or two supervisors in a, in a place on each shift. And then, the you know, they have uh, cameras, AI running it, catching people. Because over in China, they actually have um, cameras that can, can, that are so advanced they can understand you know what people are doing that's we don't have that over here yet but in the workplace i could see them selling this to people to workplaces and then you know you might get a write-up notification on your phone like oh crap I, I, they caught me without my safety glasses or they or this is tore up well then you know you'll have maybe a mechanic roll out with a machine and he'll have it assess it or whatnot or the machine will roll itself out but when you watch boston dynamics videos it amazes me what how far they went with with uh, you know our robot cybernetic robotic AI technology. You know these things are doing parkour and dancing and making three uh, free throws and whatnot. But yeah, so California's suffering, folks. I get off on tangents on, on these things. One thought leads to the next, but um, California's uh, at a deficit, and I don't see it getting better as many people are leaving the state and going to Texas. Also in New York, you know, I was reading a report, a report the other day where people are leaving New York and going to Florida. But we're seeing people in Alabama, around the Rocket City, Huntsville. I mean, they're building tons of housing around here. So you have tons of engineers, tons of people moving into Alabama right now because of the aerospace industry and, and just in general. You know, Huntsville is a booming town. Um, it's kind of a scenic city. You know, you're out there in, in, in the midst of a tons of uh, trails uh, hiking trails. Uh, we actually had video up of one of our trail hikes and camps at the walls of Jericho. So if you're interested in looking at that, uh, it's, it's about a three hour hike in, a three hour hike out. It's, it's a very challenging hike. And, I, and, and if you are in that area and you decide to go um, and you decide to go and hike there or camp there, just be mindful, especially if it's younger children. Um, Brantley, by the time it was done, he's asking us to carry him on his back. We had to take some breaks, but uh, it was it was a heavy hike. The rescuers go in there frequently to rescue people that just are dehydrated because they didn't carry water. So, but yeah, there, there's so much going on in in Huntsville. We're seeing people from California, New York, Illinois. We're seeing all kinds of people move in. Um, it, it's amazing the growth in in this area. I'm, I'm hoping I can get me a good piece of land out in the middle of nowhere before everybody, all the rich folks, roll in and buy it up. Because trust me, they're buying it like crazy around here. Record jobs in U.S. thanks Democrats. Oh Lord, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> uh, no evasive politics. No evasive politics. I, ain't, I don't give a dang about your politics. All right. So um, we're looking at Ukraine. This is one of the big live update stories right now. Uh, you've had the Nova Kakovka, Nova Kakovka, the Nova Kakovka. I think I said it right that time. The Nova Kakovka. Dam has uh, has been destroyed. It's a critical part of the Ukrainian infrastructure, uh, and right now both sides are blaming one another. The Ukraine is blaming Russia. Russia is blaming Ukraine. Um, they, I think, I read where this was a. Um, uh, it was a. Um, it was a breaking of the Geneva Code, so uh, the Geneva Conventions. Uh, you, it says Ukraine blamed Russia for the destruction of a dam on the front lines of war of the war in Ukraine on Tuesday, threatening a nearby nuclear power plant and hundreds of thousands of people. 
The Kremlin, in turn, said Ukraine was responsible for the disaster as water surged through the Kakhovka Dam in a Russian-controlled area of the Kyrgyzstan region. NBC News has not verified the claim of either side. Uh, says at least 16,000 people have been forced from their homes hours after the dam was damaged. Uh, United Nations Secretary General Antonin Guterres, he told that the U.S. government has intelligence that is leaning towards Russia as the culprit of the attack. According to U.S. officials, um, the price of wheat and corn rose after the explosion. So not only is your fuel going up, but folks, so is going to, the food's going up even more. Um, I talk every day to people uh, who are struggling now struggling with affording food, struggling with affording fuel. Um, this this is an insane time to live. Uh, one of the things we're repping right now for ReadyWise is the seed vault. This is an emergency seed vault. It's, uh, how many seeds this is? It says 4,500 heirloom seeds, more than 4,500 heirloom seeds. It has a 10 year shelf life, which I, I, I don't, I think you might could get extend, you might be able to get more you know, shelf life out of it, and then I'm not sure. I'm not saying you can with this, but possibly. Um, they're, they're not making this claim. I'm just saying, you know, seed can last a while sometimes. But 10 years is a great shelf life for the seed vault. Um, and they have 39 varieties of seed in here. Um, why would you need this? Well, what if the trucks ain't able to get the seed to you? What if the trucks ain't able to get the food to you? What if we don't got enough fuel? What if you ain't got enough fuel to ride to the grocery store every week? You need to start growing some food. Now, maybe you're not in that situation now, but that's what this seed vault is for. What if there is a massive, um, well, I mean, with all this destruction going on, you, you just had a dam that was blowed up. They can't figure out who did it. Uh, they say this side did it. But what if they hit one of our, um, one of the industries that are uh, producing our hybridized seeds? Because you got to realize a lot of your seed it's not just family heirloom seed like it was. We lost a ton of that in the um, in, in the Dust Bowl back in the early 1900s, 1930s uh, era. And so a lot of family seed was, was um, destroyed, lost. Um, and you have people like Monsanto that produced these uh, hybridized seeds. It saved a lot of people, gave us the ability to create a lot of food. But what if something happened in that respect? Uh, there's a lot of things that could happen to our food supply. And these seed vaults right now, you can get them Chaos 10. You can save 10% on this. Uh, usually, that's usually good. Um, it's usually good unless they're running some big promotion with like Fox and Friends or something. But yeah, when I was talking to the rep, yeah, 10% discount seed vault. If you don't got this, you don't got this in, in, your, uh, in your bunker or in your emergency preparedness uh, stockpile, yeah, go get you one of these. Uh, yeah, code CHAOS10 is going to save you 10% at, at readywise.com. So go check that out. And for, for those disaster emergencies, you think about that, um, that. Those people had to evacuate very quickly. What if, you know, the supplies are, are backed up? They don't have the ability to get the food into those centers. You have to have your own food. You have to have something to get out the door and get going. Well, ReadyWise has you covered with these 72-hour emergency food supplies. It's got everything you need for 72 hours for one person. You get one of these for you and your kids to put in and put in the bug out bag. And they also sell a bug out bag. So yeah, you get one of those. Hey, there you go. You, you're ready to run out the door to get to safety. 
Thank you, Mama Bear Cuss, for all that love there on Facebook. Greg Avant, good to see you in here on Facebook. Uh, Watch Joe, good to see you on Clapper. Thank you, Benny. Thank you, Benny. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for that love there. But yeah, that seed bump can be very crucial to your preparedness needs. I hope you go check that out. And while we are doing our ads, uh, I think we, done, we didn't do this directly yet, but we have joined Odin Wolf. Now, they're trying to be a competitor to Mora, and I kind of like it. they got a full tang knife. Uh, you can use code EDGE10. Uh, we'll have the link in the description, but you can go to odinwolf.com, use code EDGE10, and you're going to save 10% on your purchase. And this is, this is a good knife. Um, and, and in a survival situation, that's going to be one of your most important tools is a knife. Uh, you can affect survival very uh, well with a knife. In fact, if I had one tool I could have being out in the wilderness, it would be a knife. Um, if I was in an emergency, so go check that out. <laughs> Keeps the riffraff out. <laughs> oh Lord, uh, Pappy's over here saying that's why we like our stereotype as hillbillies. Keep the riffraff out. He was t- referring to that when we were talking about people coming into Huntsville. Um, y'all have a good one, Katie. It's good to see Roland uh, in here and rolling out. Good to see. But yeah, um, these people had to just get up and leave. What if you had to just get up and leave? Just bam, like that. The wall, water's coming. You'd, it'd be good to have that bag in your car. It'd be good to have that bag just to grab to throw on and say, kids, come on. You'd have something more than just the clothes on your backs. What are you doing, Jester? Good to see you. Uh, we are talking about disaster preparedness news. We're, we're talking about, we've been talking about um, the Saudi Arabia slashing oil prices uh, or in oil production. Uh, we've talked about the California, uh, how they're seeing this deficit now. And also, uh, we've talked about Ukraine, the dam that got destroyed. Now, the next thing we want to talk about is this scare in D.C. Uh, people were hearing sonic booms. There was explosions. There was a, a jet, a Cessna jet crashed. Um, but you have four dead in the in Virginia plane crash linked to sonic boom scare across D.C. area. Now, that's Washington Ford. Now, we're in wartime, you know. We've not officially declared World War III, but we've been in it in a while. And, um, that, you know, th- that's a wild thing to fly your jet in <laughs> in some airspace you ain't supposed to be in and, uh, and then crash it. And, and I'm just going to say, I mean, it, are we learning everything? What was going on with this situation? But we're coming from one of the local news stations here, uh, Washington 4, so that's like a NBC 4, I think. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, it says four people are dead after a plane with an unresponsive pilot through, flew through restricted airspace in Washington, D.C., then crashed in Virginia on Sunday as it was followed by fighter jets authorized to fly at supersonic speed. Officials said, now here is the weirdest thing in the world. Netflix just posted uh, or just recently, you know, had a, uh, an old 70s, uh, an old 70s uh, movie where the pilots were killed in a jet and they were unresponsive. Now, you know, that's weird. Always seems when something weird's happening. Netflix has some kind of weird movie up to, uh, uh, it seems to correlate. It says, uh, now Beanie is saying that they say the four in the plane had hypoxia. Uh, 
it might, it might refer to that in this article here. It says the crash left behind highly fragmented wreckage in, in a mountains, mountainous area that will take days to gather and sort. Federal authorities said Monday, F-16s dispatched by North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, set off a sonic boom heard and felt from Annapolis to Fredericksburg, Virginia. As they scrambled to intercept the Cessna Citation private jet, an unusual flight path caught the Federal Aviation Administration's attention and the pilot had stopped responding to air traffic control operators. The FAA said in a brief update Monday that the pilot and three passengers were killed and that the plane was destroyed in the crash. NBC News reported that the Cessna citation belonged to John Rumpel from Melbourne, Florida. Rumpel said his daughter, granddaughter, nanny, and their pilot were all on board. The mother and her daughter were returning home to the Hamptons, News 4 New York reported. Lockhinder Vora said News 4 New York, his friend Adina Azarian, a Hamptons realtor, and her two-year-old daughter, Aria, were on the Cessna. So that's a sad situation. Let's say a prayer for that family, dear Heavenly Father. You see the pain that they're dealing with in their loss, so I pray you just help that family right now, Lord Jesus. Touch that father. That grandfather that uh, lost his family, touched the pilot's family, touched um, all the other family involved and helped them through this hard time, God. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a terrible thing. Um, it says the Cessna crashed after it ran out of fuel. Multiple government sources say and NORAD says the fighter jets did not take down the Cessna. Had the plane started to lose altitude and headed toward a populated area, it could have been shot down. It's a very dynamic situation at that point where the military has to make a call either way. NBC News aviation expert Jeff Gazzetti said a decision to shoot down a plane would have to go up the chain of command, possibly to the president, Gazzetti uh, said. In this case, F-16s followed the plane and determined it was better just to let it run out of fuel. They could tell that it was heading toward a very remote area, the George Washington National Forest. So the decision was easy for them. One of the things I want to look at here, uh, it's a very dynamic situation at this point where the military has to make a call, you know, either way. A decision to shoot down a plane would have to go up the chain of command. How quickly would that be able to go up the chain of command? I mean, you've got a plane flying through DC airspace. You don't know anything about it. Now, this was a tragedy. Uh, we, you know, but what if it wasn't a mother? What if we did have some major attack? This, to me, makes me wonder, what is our plans? I mean, what if they just started dropping some kind of, you know, bomb? What if they started dropping something? You know, what if it was some kind of attack? How quickly could they respond if they got to run it up the chain of command to shoot down a private jet? It's uh, There's pictures here. You can go to uh, Embassy Washington. And it shows the crash site in Virginia. It's um, it's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, we had a wild news uh, news week uh, this week. A lot of stuff going on. Um, and and so, just be prepared, folks. We always talk about ready wise having your food security. You have food insurance. You know, with that, that twenty five year shelf life. Organic. They got organic food buckets now. They got gluten food buckets now they uh they have uh the gluten-free food buckets they have vegan options they have um they have peanut free snacks that was one of the things we were out on a trail and i had some of their cookie dough snacks with me 
they were freeze dried. Uh, 15 year shelf life on the freeze dried camp meals, and then you usually got a 25 year shelf life on the freeze dried um, food stocks that they have, which include chicken, um, Parmesan, things like that. But um, yeah, the guy had a peanut allergy and they, they wanted him to try some. He, had looked, he said, hey, this is peanut free. I can eat it. He was so excited about that, you know, and, and I understand that struggle though, because peanuts seem to be an everyday one thing. I'm glad I don't have peanut food allergy. Um, there, we have this report here. I just now seen this says, I can't do it. I'll get booted off. It's about a certain five letter nation that we can't talk about on TT. Um, but yeah, apparently raids U.S. businesses and arrests workers, the corporate landscape. Let me look at this. This is, must be an uptick in peanuts hurt your stomach, Beanie. Don't be eating no peanut butter now. Rick Roberts. Good to see you, bud. This is CBS News. It's getting very risky. So this is, uh, so we're seeing a lot of back and forth on this as things heat up. So, yeah. So you had a Cap Vision raid there. Um, U.S. firms Bain and & Company and the Mints Company. So they had their offices there raided. Had five uh, nationals that were employees there that were were detained, and said so, said all three companies did business gathering information on that nation's companies for U.S. investors. So yeah, that's wild. Um, certain five letter nation I can't mention on TT. Y'all know, y'all know. I may get booted just for saying that because they got some crazy AI on here. I got booted last night. Last time. Don't be doing that, Benny. Don't be doing that. You're going to get me banned. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. Don't let me get banned over here again. I can't take another seven-day ban. Yes, I can. I'll just go on another account if I got to. But, yeah, they're, they're, they these guys work in information and um, gathering. So uh, that makes sense in the times we're living in. So if you didn't think World War III was already amiss and about and happening, just gonna tell you, you need to pay attention. Things are going on. Uh, businesses are getting raided. I don't know. Um, so Atlanta City Council has approved the cop city funding despite the protest. So they're gonna be um, they're gonna be creating this huge soundstage slash training center in Atlanta called Cop City. Um, so I, I'm not sure. It might be Tyler Perry Studios that's creating this sound, this sound stage here. And so that'll, how you, I mean, you see that Georgia Peach on everything now. You see it in Marvel. You see it on most of your your streaming networks where they're making these movies in the South. They're saying when this Cop City is built, you know, this big sound stage slash training center. Um, they're saying when it's built, it will solidify um, Atlanta. Or Georgia in general as the new Hollywood because they're making movies I, I mean they've made a lot of movies in the south um, be amazed at some of the movies they've made in the south but yeah um, yeah gonna be in the new Hollywood Hollywood's even leaving California so uh, who was it um, I believe it was Dennis Quaid said he couldn't remember the last time he made a movie in Hollywood so 
Yeah. Hey, Jen, good to see you. We got Mad and a Gemma in the house. Good to see you. Um, uh, it says USBS sees agreement on Credit Suisse loss guarantee by June. You know, we've had banks. Let's just look at what's happened. We, we've had insane weather. We've got wars. <laughs> well, there's rumors of wars. <laughs> we've got um, we've got play. We've got uh, financial issues. We have um, across the board. We have um, you know we have banks collapsing. We have inflation, insane inflation. We have um, you know now we're seeing issues with with oil. Um, I mean, everything's looking at, hey, we're, we're going to be broke. <laughs> we're going to be broke. Uh, we got diseases running rampant everywhere. Um, 1,000 million different COVID variants. Folks, be ready. Have your supplies. Be ready. You may have to back away. You, you know, there's nuclear threats now. We, we didn't grow up as much with nuclear threats like the generations prior to the millennial generation did. You know, they, they didn't do bomb raid tests, you know. Yeah, got rainbows everywhere. <laughs> Rick just said, we got rainbows everywhere. You know what? This is my stance. I don't care how you live your life. Just do not involve children. Do not involve the children. Max and Creek, hyperbolic weirdo. I will take that. I'll take it. I'll take it and wear it on my sleeve. Lainey says she's the same. She's a hyperbolic weirdo too. Yeah, we got train wrecks. Processing plants being took down. Um, everywhere you turn, there's something wild going on. So have your emergency food. You've got health insurance. You've got life insurance so your family can bury you if you die. You've got car insurance for a wreck. You got homeowners insurance in case of, in case of a disaster. Do you have Do you have uh, food insurance? Do you have food insurance for your family? Because that's the thing. We have food put up right now that we paid less for severely less than what we are paying now for that food so um, yeah we've saved ourselves money by, and we have food security okay man. she's going swimming y'all I'm going to go down there and watch her because <laughs> she's my wife and I love her and she's hot but yeah y'all got to see my hot wife yeah, you got a spare tire in your car. Pappy said this. You got a spare tire in your car. Why? Because you're prepping. Now, we talk a lot about preparedness. And, and I seen a meme here recently. It says what people used to do. And it shows, you know, an older lady sitting down in the, the cellar with canned goods on the shelf. Now, my grandmother had this. Uh, my mother always kept a lot of food put up. Um, what they used to call a way of life, they call prepping. Why? Because we have let our society get so soft, so lax, it's been so easy, you didn't have to grow a garden. You didn't have to have food put up for the winter. You just go to the store and buy it. And people have become so dislocated from their food. I've seen children get on, young adults get on, and say, we don't need farms. That's costly. We got grocery stores now. I mean, that's a literal comment I seen the response video to on TikTok. Um, we've got to we got to educate our kids. I think it should be mandatory that kids in in, in inner cities should be 
it should be mandatory that they visit farms and food manufacturing facilities to know where their food comes from. I think it should also be uh, mandatory that vegans understand what it takes to get their food and, and what's all involved in that food. Unless you are growing your own food, and even then, you're still exploiting animals because you gotta have insects to pollinate your crops, and a lot of those insects die in that process. You kill a lot of insects when you are, and, and animals in general, when you're plowing fields, uh, when you're disturbing the soil ecology, you're killing all, how cute does that animal have to be before you care about it? That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, but it, it happens. And the more of vegetation and plant-based proteins you grow, the less habitat for those animals. You understand that? Uh, the, the best advice I have for vegans and vegetarians animal rights activists, if you want these animals to not be eaten, if you want them not to be exploited, stop existing. Because the cities you live in to be dislocated from your food sources are some of the biggest progenitors of animal cruelty that have ever existed. You just don't see it. You shop it out. Like America shops out its recycling to other countries and they dump it in the ocean for them. Yeah. Yeah. Stop existing and living like you are. Go out and try and grow your food for a little while. Before you know it, you'll be raising chickens to get their mess to put in your garden because you want it organic. You'll be raising rabbits for meat. You'll be shooting coyotes because they're trying to kill your chickens and your and your precious little dog, uh, Timmy, that um, that consequently eats meat. You know, oh, it's vegan protein, but still, whatever it was they used to grow it, it was exporting animals. I got to get off this tangent there. But yeah, get your food security, folks. Get your food security. We do have vegan options, though, but I can guarantee you some animals were exploited in the process. Food security code chaos10. Readywise.com, folks. Um, got Beanie. She's got her new video up on Clapper about her garden. Go check out Beanie. If you're not following Beanie in the comments, 18K day old, 18,000 day old American feminist. Dang, Beanie, that's a lot of days. Um, but yeah, go, uh, go check her out. Go get that, uh, go get your, uh, get your watching on, on her, her, uh, content. She's got some good stuff. Benny's good at gardening. Benny's good at raising chickens. All I had to do was introduce her to certain concepts, but she's probably took it 10 times farther than I did. But yeah, uh, if you're not growing food, get to growing that food right now, folks. Get to being independent. Get some, uh, get some food security. Get your, get your uh, ReadyWise code CHAOS10. Uh, also, Pack Fresh. if you're looking for your food storage needs, if you're growing a garden, if you're drying up food and you're, you're wanting to store it for long term, get you some Pack Fresh USA uh, Mylar bags and sealing equipment and oxygen absorbing equipment. And hey, you can make your own survival rations. Code EDGE, go there. If you're wanting to learn how to make a fire, Blackbeard Fire Starters, Code EDGE, all capital letters. Um, if you need some sunglasses while you're out there in the sunlight, go to TorreEdge.com, use code EDGE. We'll save 15% there. And they got to buy one, get one option. Too. And then if you, you worried your phone might run out of charge, go to BatterX.Batterax. Uh, go get your BatterX uh, emergency cell phone chargers. You can save 10% code EDGE there too. And then also, if you just need a good knife to cut them vegetables off the vines and stalks and and out the ground, 
Note Old Wolf, use code EDGE10, all capital letters, save 10%. Any of that helps us, go check out the website. We got a daily news blog that's seeming like we're going to be able to keep it going pretty regular, so go check it out. Thank you, Benny. But um, in our closing thoughts, I always like to just talk about that whole thing. We offer this one part of our, our session to talking about how to always be prepared and never be scared. So how, how can we tell you that? How, how can we explain to you how to always be prepared and to never be scared? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain that to you in this manner. Um, I, I have to go outside myself. You know, I could run out of food. My crops could die. Um, my chickens could stop laying. My chickens could get eaten by coyotes. Uh, my stockpiles could be raided. They, they could be stolen. Or a, a, like one of my other friends, his whole facility that he had his stuff stockpiled in burnt to the ground. I could hit my head on a rock and lose all of the knowledge and skill that I've learned over the years. But I know I'm always prepared, not because of my actions, because I step outside of myself, somebody that has control, more control than me. I, I, I have to step outside to that grace factor, the one who owns all this, the one who made all this, the one who knows how it all works, the one who can always provide for me, no matter my situation. And that's Jesus Christ. My relationship with Christ has been that that. Um, unprecedented, unprecedented, un, un, uh, unequalable thing that has always prepared me no matter what. There have been things that I've come out with by the skin of my teeth with uh, that I, you can't explain Christ away in that situation. He was the only way that got me through it. See, I'm not giving you scientific facts. I'm not giving you historical references. I'm just going to tell you my own experience has been that Christ has taken care of me. And if you are looking for some help in this day and age, if you're looking to always be prepared and to never be scared, you can put your trust in Christ. And we'll, we'll, we'll pray that prayer with you here in a second. But I want to read you a devotion today uh, from June 6th in the Grace for the Moment. If you look for Grace for the Moment, um, it's an older book by Max Lucado. But I like to read this. And we're coming from Isaiah uh, chapter 46 and 4. Even when you are old, I will be the same. Even when your hair has turned gray, I will take care of you. Um, growing old can be dangerous. The trail is treacherous and the pitfalls are many. One is wise to be prepared. <laughs> you know it's coming. It's not like God kept the process a secret. It's not like you are blazing a trail to you grow older, as you grow older. It's not as if no one has ever done it before. Look around you. You have ample opportunity to prepare and ample case studies to consider. If growing old catches you by surprise, don't blame God. He gave you plenty of warning. He also gave you plenty of advice. Your last chapters can be your best. Your final song can be your greatest. It could be that all of your life has prepared you for a grand exit. God's oldest have always been among his choicest. Um, yeah. Talks about being prepared for stuff. Talks about being ready. Um, 
talks about that help. I, I have I gave my heart to Christ when I was 18. Been raised in the church all my life. Didn't give a dang about it. Didn't want to be involved in it. Uh, my dad was a preacher. Um, had had a lot of hurt inside the church because of different things. But I knew what was right. I kind of wanted to serve the Lord, but I just, in all reality, I didn't feel like I could. Then one day I kind of realized it wasn't up to me, wasn't up to my my holiness. It was all up to him doing the work. You just can't do it without him. And I turned my life over to the Lord one night in a basketball uh, court in our church, um, you know, facility over there, talking with my youth pastor. And it wasn't long after that I began to be a minister. And and I've seen and then you know through my life I've seen Christ move. I've seen Christ work. I've seen him deliver. I've seen him um, provide. I've seen him strengthen. I've seen him there for me in the hard times, that that ear to listen. If you're looking for some help in this crazy world, hey, good Lord's got you. All you got to do is get him. I'm going to pray this prayer with you. If you're a sinner and you want to know Jesus, let's pray the sinner's prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, I know I've sinned. I got a lot of junk in my life and I can't get it out, God. You know, I got addictions. I got sin. I got all these terrible things. They've hurt me. They've hurt my family. Lord, can you forgive me for those sins? I accept that forgiveness, Lord Jesus. And I now make you my personal Savior. So as simple as that, just acknowledging that you're going to follow him and continue to follow him. If you do that prayer without an intention, it, it means nothing. Um, but I'm glad I, I, I gave my life to the Lord. You know, my uh, my buddy there, because now we're older, he was more close to my age at that time. I looked up to him. I still looked up to him, but we're more kind of equal in age now. But um, So I call him my buddy. But now my youth pastor, he, he told me that time, he said, I was telling him about all the struggles I was having with sin that, that, that will damage you, destroy you. He said, maybe God's calling you to make a choice. And maybe today God's calling you to make that choice. And I want you to have that invitation today. And I also want to pray for you in the coming days that you will seek out God's protection, that you will have it in your hard times, and that you will always put your faith in Him uh, no matter what, knowing in the end all things work for the good and the glory of those who believe in Christ Jesus. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you work in my friends you see all the trouble times we have you see people that may be struggling with light bills they may be struggling with uh putting gas in the car they may be trying to find work and not able to find it they may be going through uh financial issues that we don't understand uh their businesses may be struggling they may be um struggling in their family life they may be struggling with their children or with their spouse they may be struggling with their neighbors or certain friend groups i pray heavenly father that you begin to infiltrate their lives and begin to work in these situations like only you can begin to bring peace where peace needs to be brought begin to bring uh, hope where hope needs to be brought begin to bring love where love needs to be brought begin to provide where provision needs to be provided lord heavenly father Just have your way, Lord, in our lives, God. Take care of us, Lord God. Take care of my friends, Lord Jesus, whether they believe or not, Lord. I pray that you make yourself evident in their life by being there and taking care of them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And they all said amen. Thank y'all for joining the Chaos Cast. And remember to go check out the website, edge29chaos.com, and 
sign up for our uh, email list. Go check out that blog. Uh, we got news. I think I think now we have it every morning now. I've been checking and I've been trying to share it to my socials. So go go read it. Hey, if you're a friend of the show, if you're one of our chaos members, go ahead and share that thing out to your social media. Help us get that get that uh, site out there and and rolling and people coming in. The Lord's blessed us a lot with a lot of traction on all sites and all platforms, and we appreciate it. Like right now, we got somebody on every platform right now, and um, hey, Lord's moving. Satan be removed from our lives in the name of Jesus we pray uh, that's what old Beanie throwed in there I like that prayer we'll see y'all later hey Shelby Jack good to see you coming in right there at the end it's been good to see y'all been good to have y'all here on this belated edition of the Chaos Cast because we got banned off TikTok for seven days for not really doing anything and they couldn't explain to us what was wrong but we'll figure that out we'll have to, we'll have, to have some things done right there but y'all have a good one We'll see y'all later. Thank you for joining the Chaos Cast. We're glad you came. We hope you check out our sponsors. We hope you check out our website. And we hope you join our email subscription list. And we hope you leave a good review and hit that follow button. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. And thank you for helping us with the show. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good one.